like I just got a contract Fresh like I just got a max Yo, what's up everybody? How are you doing? Welcome back. This is episode number 198 of Hoops and Brews. We're getting closer and closer and closer and closer and closer to episode number 200. Hey, by the way, let's do episode 200 on my on birthday. When's your birthday? Friday. Okay. Next Friday. That's fine. Fine with me. I'm about that right now. That's fine with me. I th- I'm pretty sure we did an episode on your birthday before. We was all we were annihilated. So now nah, that was uh, we were annihilated. We the Rockets Warriors series in 2018. Oh yeah. Oh my God. That oh when, yeah. Uh, and that was when, uh, uh, that was when uh, Scott went to sleep doing the show. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> man was sitting. We were so was... drunk we didn't even notice that man sleep doing the show. Literally, I we were so we drunk we was just arguing for like 20 minutes. Then we looked and we were like, oh, he's asleep. He's been asleep. <laughs> <laughs> like we were sitting together in the same room debating, and then literally the uh, like our buddy who's like a friend of the show all the time, Eric, he literally fell asleep and was asleep <laughs> like this in the middle of the show <laughs> for like. And the fans took him and made him into a meme. Oh man, that's crazy. Absolutely hilarious. But yeah, episode number 200 for Pabby's birthday. Let's definitely make that happen. Eric, how you doing today? Welcome to Hoops and Brews. Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. Can't complain. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We have Denver Nuggets writer. He is a team writer uh, for the Denver Nuggets, Nuggets.com. Uh, Eric, he is here to drop some Nuggets knowledge on us. Um, so we're going to talk about the Nuggets. But first off, obviously, welcome. This is Hoops and Brews, episode number 198. As I said before, we're, we're, we're slowly, slowly, slowly getting episode number 200. As always, we drink beer. We talk basketball. I'm not drinking shit today because I drank all of this last night. So I'm drinking this right now. So if you're a fan and you're... It's I'm like hell, literally like one you, shot left. It's like, well, you wild as hell. It's like three shots in here. That is not three <laughs> shots, bro. It's definitely, a, it's definitely a double shot. You Maximum wild. Two. It's three shots in here. It's two shots left. I'm not doing that. Sorry. Definitely just burping y'all. Yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize about that. But uh, but no, I'm not doing that. You know, if you understood the pain that I felt this morning trying to get up and do anything, I didn't I didn't look at my phone until 2 p.m. What made you buy Hennessy? Because I went to go get Douce, but then the CVS that's near my house didn't have any uh, any Douce. Um, so I got Hennessy. I hate Hennessy. I personally don't like it. I think Hennessy tastes terrible. I think it's Hennessey awful. Not good. And it gives you the worst hangovers. I don't care how it much. Give you bad hangovers. I don't give a damn how much Douce I have. I usually am not hungover. So don't. I'm not rocking with the Henny. I'm really not. But. <laughs> Anyways, on Hoops and Brews, we drink beer, talk basketball, uh, and, you know, as I said, I always, um, it's your boy TPJ, find me on Twitter, Instagram, at RealTPJ, that's R-E-E, uh, yeah, R-E-E-L-T-P-J, yeah, what the fuck, you know what it is, go find that shit, you, you know who I am, um, and as always, the show co-stars, Rap Extraordinaire, Pavy, go ahead, get your plug in, as I can't always, even man, talk today. As always, man, follow me on Twitter, guys, at Pavy Word, that's P-A-V-Y Word, all one word, um, yeah. Eric, go ahead, talk to the people, get your plug in, let them know where they can find you at. You can follow me on Twitter uh, at Eric Spiros NBA. Spiropolis is way too long to include in the Twitter handle, so I had to cut it down to uh, S-P-Y-R-O-S-N-B-A, and that's where you'll follow me on Twitter. All right, and make sure you go follow Eric. So, Eric, let's go ahead, let's hop into it, let's talk about the NBA. Obviously, there have been reports all over the place from Chris Haynes to Wolves to Shams um, in regards to, obviously, the phone call that the players had with Adam Silver. Uh, basically, the, you know, according to those, uh, you know, writers and those reports, the sentiment is that 
all of the players that are not going to make the playoffs are kind of like, eh, we don't really care about playing anymore this season. Just send the teams to the playoffs. And all the other players are thinking, nah, y'all need to play. Otherwise, we're not going to get this television contract money, which Jared Dudley actually put in a tweet. Uh, I believe it was yesterday when he was talking about how the older players really understand the financial ramifications of not continuing the, you know, this season versus the younger players. And basically that if they didn't play the season, it would essentially force them into a new CBA next year, which would then take away a lot of money for players. And also, I believe, um, it, you know, you know, it was announced today that players are going to give back, I believe, 25 percent of their season, uh, you know, checks or something along um, um, along that lines. So obviously these guys are losing money. The league is hemorrhaging money. These guys need money. They want to play. They're hungry to play, at least the ones that are. Um, you know, in the running for, you know, actual competition. So, Eric, what do you think about everything that's going on? And obviously, you're a team writer, um, you know, as a media member. How do you feel about um, kind of the future of the NBA and being able to cover it over the next year or a couple years? Yeah, I mean, this is this is pretty wild. Um, it does make sense that, like, those teams that are not going to be in the playoffs, like, don't really want to play the games because mm -hmm. it makes it more difficult like if they're talking about the the uh, bubble city idea where they play only in Orlando or only in Vegas, like, you know, if you add, you know, if you're only doing the playoff teams, it makes it easier to do that than having all 30 teams. So that makes sense, you know, to go straight to the playoffs. I think they should, if they do return, make the first round best of five. Um, I kind of want that just in general. I think it'd make it more exciting. But even, you know, if you're short on dates to make up the games, then I think best of five for the first round is the best, best way to go. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's wild because there's, there's no vaccine for the virus. So the league kind of has to just take on some sort of risk that even if this like bubble idea works, you know, someone, whether they are a player, team personnel, someone who's like officiating games, like might be exposed. And then, you know, the question is, what do you do if a player tests positive? Like when you come back, like, do you just keep going? Do you, does he just sit out the games? Do you shut it down yeah, again? We, like, ain't, we ain't shut nothing down. Hey, bro, you better, <laughs> hey. Hey, hey, if Braun get the Rona, I would expect him to want the rest of the troops to soldier on. Yeah, well, I think like I think Adam Silver, you know, said something um, about like if someone gets the test positive, that player would just have to quarantine and they would just keep going, which yeah. I mean, I guess you'd have to do if you come back. But, uh, you know, it, it's really kind of it's so uncertain. I mean, you know, obviously, I think we all want basketball to return um, and at least for like some playoffs and you know, like the teams like the Lakers, the Bucks, like the teams that were definitely the Clippers were like going to fight for the championship, you know, obviously want that chance. They don't want to just miss a whole playoff. So, I mean, we all wanted to come back. I think, you know, getting a bubble idea ironed out and, you know, just cutting, getting rid of the regular season, going to best of five for the first round and do that, you know, July, August, September, if that's possible. I think it's probably like the path that it seems like we're on. Yeah, I personally said that they should uh, do, um, I think that they should do 5-5-7-7. Five, five, seven, seven. I think that'll make things a lot faster. And also, I think that if you're if you're these guys, and I've been hearing all of them talk about how much more this is going to mean to the guys that, are, that could win the championship and all this stuff, those five games, you got to be locked in every single game, every single game. It's not like seven games where you really get to, you know, kind of bank on that home away or be like, oh, we did like like loop, you know, being down one game in a five game series is really like being down two in a seven game series. So I think it'll be really interesting to see where that goes. But I do like that idea. I personally think that they just have to understand that it's a risk that they have to take. And if you're going to be hanging around IG models and on boats and and doing all whatever you're doing while you're at home anyways, you might as well be making some money. 
uh, especially, you know, kind of considering the fact that their CBA, you know, might be being affected. I think that that's something that they have to really heavily, um, you know, consider because of the fact that they signed out, you know, you know, that collective bargaining agreement and it was worth so much money to the point where these guys are getting 30, 40 percent raises on the money that they had before. If, if that pot shrinks, then everybody's getting 30 to 40 percent declines in their revenue after they've been expecting it to be that way, um, you know, for this time. So I think that they have to. And I think if you Braun and you any of those guys is like, look, man, we just going to have to figure it out. And whatever happens, we all got to live with the risk of knowing that that's what's going to happen. But th- I, mean, I think that right now, honestly, I think the their livelihoods are at stake. But also, I think the league's livelihood is at stake in terms of it being a thriving league when when things come back. I don't think that they can afford, um, you know, to kind of be gone until December or until January of next year. I think that the I think that the thirst for basketball won't. I just don't think that I think after a while, the interest is going to start to wane. I think it's so high now because like it's been gone and we were expecting the playoffs. But if they just announce like, oh, we're going to cancel the season and we'll start up next year. Then literally all excitement dies. And now it goes into draft talk and offseason. Everybody knows NBA offseason sucks. And only why it doesn't suck is because you have summer league. And if you can't have summer league, then really it does. NBA offseason sucks. What whoa, literally whoa, you have whoa. you have a week no literally you have a week after the season pretty much to get ready for the draft and then after that you got two weeks of literally free agency and then literally after that it's dead it's dead it's dead until October so if you gotta wait until January February December for the season to come back I think the interest is just gonna continue to wane and once I football comes back you're gonna be competing with football I completely disagree with the interest waning but I do think that it is pivotal for the league to start just because of the fact we also have to realize that at the beginning of the year, the whole China situation happened, which what took away 10% of the, the, the revenue, 10% of the revenue vastly because of, you know, the market that um China is. So when you already lost 10% of your revenue, I don't know how many millions, billions that is. I'm not great with math. I'm not going to try to add it up, but 10% out of 100. However, then you add in the fact that for one, I think uh, people coming to the arena, I think account for 40%. I think I saw of the league's revenue, 40% of the 60%. So basically now you at the league has lost 50% of the revenue. So I don't know how many companies in general can survive losing 50, 60, 70% of their revenue in general, like not in general. I don't know if a countries can survive losing 50, 60, 70% of their own revenue. So I do think it's important. I mean, sports to, can, cause they're the equivalent of a traveling circus. Like, like yeah. yes, like, like, yes. But, 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 but again, like with this virus, it's not something it, the, it, the shit may last for three years. It may last four years. It may last forever. It may yeah, be something. But it's like not like they forward. own those arenas. They, they but, I mean, they're not subsidizing those yes, arenas. But, it's not yes, like, yes, but yes, but listen, it's, it's, it's with the league. I mean, I personally think it's probably like one of the most successful financial periods for the league, probably like in general. Um, and, you know, heading to a new decade and just heading, you know, um, into the future. I think it's very important. Again, like you got guys having making two hundred million dollar contracts, which is like unprecedented money. You know, so I think it's important for you to not lose out on 50, 60, 70 percent of your revenue. I don't think interest will die down in the league, but I think that it's important to at least try to make up some of this money going into the future so that, you know, you don't. Um, have to completely reconstructure your whole, you know, bargaining agreement in two, three years, possibly going to a lockout. That may hurt the league even more and things like that. Um, also, I think just for America and just for sports culture in general, um, I think if they do it right, it could really be a moment. You know, it, uh, I think that the NBA was kind of the first thing that 
Like the NBA shutting down was the first thing that said, yo, coronavirus is like a serious thing. Everybody should pay tickets to it. Like it was around before, but obviously. But once once Rudy got it and the NBA shut down, everybody was like, yo, the NBA shut down the league because of a virus. Okay, this shit's serious. Then state started to take action and like everything else happened. So I think if the league can find a way to you know successfully prevail, obviously it's not gonna be one thousand percent safe, obviously. But if you can, you know, get it to where like guys feel 80% safe, 75% safe. You just curb some of the risks. You know, as long as you don't have whole teams getting it, you can avoid, God forbid, somebody dying or something like that. Then, you know, you 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 it's, it's kind of like a shining moment in culture and, you know, just like American culture that, yo, we can still live somewhat of our normal lives in face of what's going on right now, I think. So I think that if you could do it, I think it would be also some cool for America because I think that, again, like I said, the NBA was kind of the first shining moment. It was like, yo, this shit's serious, and it could be the first shining moment as, yo, we can move forward with this in our lives. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that makes sense. I mean, the other – I think I saw Brian Windhorst tweet or say something on, on ESPN about how, like, the league might wait to see, like, if another sports league starts up and then have that league – deal with all the complications and then the NBA could like adjust when they want to launch. But I do think that there's something uh, kind of significant to being that like trial, that experimental league that actually like starts up again first Uh, one, because, you know, I mean, just for the TV side, they'll get, you know, the best ratings probably they've seen in, you know, decades, maybe since the 90s and early 2000s for these playoff games. And then two, um, like you said, it would be actually something really kind of significant for sports fans, for the country. Um, I mean, we're already seeing a lot of states like already kind of open up like, you know, restrictions on people staying at home and like businesses open up. So, you know, at some point people, I mean, there's already people, but a lot of people will eventually want to kind of have some kind of normalcy in their lives. And if the NBA can be that league that like gives them that, that could be a pretty, you know, impactful moment. Um, And that's not even addressing like how many people in the league are going to get affected by the financial things. I mean, the salary cap being lowered means that, you know, free agents for this year, maybe free agents for next year, their salaries are going to be, much less than they, they wanted probably um, the owners that will probably have to pay luxury tax. If the cap goes down and the tax, you know, the tax line goes down um, that might impact moves. Like we could see trades for, to shed salary because some owners, you know, um, aren't interested in paying the luxury tax. So there's so many players, owners, management, everyone that can be impacted financially from this, that, you know, if there's a way to kind of stop the bleeding, I guess is the best way to say it is, is probably the best way to, to look into that. I mean, and also just all the jobs that working yeah. around basketball creates. Like even, I mean, you know, even like you're, you know, you're, you're, you're a writer. You know, the season come back, they got to pay somebody to write articles. Somebody got to write about it, you know. So like those <laughs> jobs, you know, the t- TV jobs, people need to be paid to broadcast it. I mean, you're talking about maybe it could possibly create thousand, two thousand. This is just me just shooting out some a thousand, two thousand, however many jobs in a place where I think, I mean, I don't know how many, I think it's what, what 15% of Americans or 10% of Americans are unemployed right now. Yeah. It's something I mean, high like that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, people can use the money. It's also something like this, this, the NBA coming back would affect so many people and, and out, outside of giving normal everyday Americans something to take their mind off what's going on. It also does create jobs. Like you do get people back in the working force and in some way, some way, shape or form, get them back making some money and being able to feed their family. That being said, would you be would you be excited to see it come back? And if you and if you are, what do you expect? Because I mean, obviously these guys have took what two months off at this point in time. Um, what do you expect? Like, what teams do you think it would benefit? I mean, obviously it's hard to say because who knows what everybody was doing. But what teams do you think it would benefit? What teams do you think it would hurt? And what teams do you think are maybe the biggest wild cards? Um, let's say the lead does come back. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'd definitely be excited. I mean, it hope in in our like ideal scenario, it'd be playoff basketball, which is always good. And you know, you have to give the teams probably like you know a couple of weeks, like maybe a month to prepare. Um, I think you know it probably would do. It's probably like the break has probably done you know a lot for like older players. Like I'm thinking like LeBron, um, veterans that have been through a lot of grueling playoffs, like Kawhi recently. Um, mm-hmm. You know, guys that have been around, teams that have been around, a lot of you know older teams are probably benefiting from the break, and then they can actually like regear their bodies back into shape, almost like it was like an off season. Um, because by the time we come back. It, it probably will be like three or four months from the pat, from the last game in March. So it's almost like they went through an offseason before starting the playoffs, which is kind of wild. Um, I think the quality of basketball may, maybe in the first round would be pretty like rough. Um, you know, I know I've, I've heard a bunch of players that have like talked about how they've stayed in shape physically, but like mentally with like their playbooks and like their play calls in games, I've kind of like, you know, forgotten some of that stuff. So, you know, I think that the the quality of play could be pretty questionable in the first round, but I think you'll also see a lot of the older guys and the veteran teams like really train and prepare. Like it's really serious and, and take mm-hmm. things really seriously because, you know, a guy like LeBron, like this could be a chance for a championship, which, you know, obviously there'll be some weird circumstances, but if you just add another championship to his legacy, that's huge for him. And I think he knows that. So he'll go, you know, he'll go hard. He'll have his whole team going hard and they've got a lot of veterans on that team. So it's not a, a big concern, but I think for maybe those younger teams, like, like the Grizzlies would be the AC, I think like it would be weird for them because, you know, they've had this time off They're They're in the playoffs against the Lakers team. That's really favored. It's going to be them. a two game series, <laughs> a two game series. LeBron going to smack them back to Memphis. <laughs> Not but bad. you never but honestly you like you never know like maybe those like young grizzlies come out and like steal game one like you know with a lot of energy and like like catch like lebron off guard and hey, don't let guard. don't let the lakers lose in the first round to the grizzlies oh my god <laughs> oh my god i'm saying it listen but like some of these young teams like they could like catch you know some of the older teams off guard um but you know i think that you know what i expect i'd probably expect the teams at the top of the standings to you know do it we i'd still probably expect like Lakers, Clippers, Conference Finals, and, you know, Bucks, you know, one of Bucks versus, like, Raptors or Celtics or Sixers. Like, I'd still probably expect the same Conference Finals matchups, but the way we get there might be a little bit different. Well, what well, what do you expect in, for the Conference Finals matchups, actually? I mean, obviously, you're a Nuggets writer. Uh, does that mean you're obligated to say that they're going to make the Conference <laughs> Finals? That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a low-key, joking, but serious question. I uh, I don't think I'm obligated, and I, I won't okay. say that I would expect them to make the conference finals. Okay. I'd probably pick the two LA teams. Um, I just think, like, they're two different teams, but I think that they're going to overwhelm people in different ways. Like, the Lakers with, like, their size mm-hmm. and, and front court, and the Clippers with just, like, I think the Clippers' depth and their dominant wing play with, with uh, Kawhi and PG um, is probably going to overwhelm teams. I, you know, a team that would really fascinate me would be the Rockets in the playoffs, um, even without like the coronavirus thing. But like Pavi's favorite team, they're small ball. Um, I used to I used to cover the Rockets um, extensively before I joined the Nuggets. But um, you know, they're small ball. Like you know, Harden and Westbrook. How you know we haven't seen that in the playoffs. Um, they would face the Nuggets in the first round if they went straight to the playoffs, which would be a fascinating matchup because it's like a big team in Denver versus like the ultra small team in Houston. So I don't know if like a break would help them. Maybe it would help Harden. Um, Cause he looked pretty tired towards the end of March, but. Um, I mean, hey, Russ has been working out. Uh, I saw, I just saw a video on ESPN of him working out with Kevin Hart, which is funny. It's like, they're not practicing no social distancing at all. <laughs> Why the hell are you working out with Kevin Hart and his trainer? 
Yeah, dude. I, I don't know what that is, but uh, yeah, dude. I think that I think the Rockets are a huge wild card uh, in the playoffs. Like, I feel like they could beat anyone, but also lose to anyone at the same time. I agree. I agree. So, I think that would be like one of the things I'm watching the most. Like, regardless of like, even if we had normal a normal season, like the Rockets would be the team I'd be watching in the playoffs, anyways, just to see how the hell their experiment like works out. Um, I'm with you. Um. Before I had actually picked either, if, if I had to bet my, I actually had the Rockets in the conference finals. I honestly did. Like, I just thought that, I thought that if they matched up against the Clippers, it would be worse than if they matched up against the Lakers. I just thought that the Lakers, they would have to pick between size, basically. And I think that the Lakers' advantage is their size. And even just even judging off, you know, the first game after they traded everybody and they brought in, you know, Roko, obviously it's one game. People didn't have scouting reports, but still, it was like, you really got to make a decision. And also, AD doesn't really punish you for guarding him small he shoots a lot of face it's like, it's like not like he's Shaq he's not gonna go yeah. in the post and just like dunk on you all day make you like foul people out that's not his game he's gonna play with a little bit more finesse you can get away with a Robert Covington a PJ Tucker a smaller guys on AD because of just the way he plays basketball and I just think that when you pair the combination of just Harden and Westbrook like I've saying all year like that's as far as production wise, now granted we would have had to see, you know, what the full on results were, but as far as like them two putting up numbers, it was statistically the best backcourt you'd have ever seen. The only one that came close was Gail Goodrich and Jerry West. I think they averaged the most points. I'm sure they averaged the most assists, probably averaged some of the most rebounds. So I like like statistically wise, you're talking about two guys who could realistically put up basically 80 points for your team. And then the rest of the guys really got to figure out how to get 30. Um, and also, I just think if if we're talking about coming off a long break, Russ is one of those guys who I That's actually not happening in the playoffs. By and, the way. And, and, and and also, if we talking about coming off a long break, I think Russ is one of those guys who will be who will like be prepared. I think Russ is a guy who I personally think keeps himself in shape. Um, and I think that he will be like even more than what Harden would. I think that Russ will legitimately be prepared because like be fully prepared, even with the Lakers. A guy like Bron, I don't necessarily know if a three month layoff helps LeBron. Um, I think when you kind of get that age, you kind of just want to keep going. Like even when Brian said, my body is looking at me like, yo, what are you doing? Like we supposed to be revving it up right now. And now you just sitting down chilling. Or even when he said, yo, like, I feel like I'm now getting like revving, I'm rounding it into playoff form. And now I got to go back and sit down. Like when you get older, you kind of got to like keep those limbs as active as you possibly can. Um, Clippers, I think it would help a lot because the Clippers weren't healthy all year. You know, us yeah. covering the Clippers, like, I mean, I remember it was like one game with Kawhi literally worked out, literally was in the starting lineup, come on, like, go up there to cover the game. He ain't there no more. Everybody like, yo, where Kawhi? Oh, he out with back tightness. So it's like, there's a team like uh, PG had hamstring issues. Pat Bev had some issues. Trez even missed a game or two. Um, there's a team that had, had injury issues. Basically, everybody outside of, like, Zubak had pretty much Zubak, I mean, even Lou missed time. So basically everybody else outside of like Zubak to my memory had missed some time. So that's the team even that I think the the uh, layoff will help. The Lakers, I'm not necessarily so sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, those will also be my three teams to watch. Also, you really young- just said, no, no, stop. I'm sick of this. You really just said they're going to get 80 goddamn points a game. Shut your ass up. I didn't say a game. I just said that I just said they could realistically put up 80 points. In Every what night, series? Any series. A night? A night? A night, no. But can they do it for two games out of seven? No! Hell no! Why can't they? What? Between the two of them, they can't, they can't go for 40. They both dropping 40 on, on, yeah. on in two nights in one series. Yeah, why can't all right, they? All right, all right. You on why drugs. All right, all right. tripping. You're tripping. You're tripping. Russ can't fucking shoot. Russ can't shoot. If you have to... 
G, if you have to double Harden and they have everybody else sprayed out to the perimeter, that means you have Russ and one defender. That means he's they going by. He got damn points. Hell no. No, they not. Why can't Stop they? It. Stop it. Why can't it. they? Between the two of them, Stop. yes, they can. 60 to 70 is realistic. 80 G. They Stop it. They can. Stop it. Stop it. What if you're, they you're can? Tripping. They can. That's the hottest take you'd have had in a long ass time. 80? 80? 80? Yes, what if Russ goes off of 45 and Harden goes off of 35 it's, or vice versa? Why can't that happen? You're talking about two of the most prolific scores in the NBA today. Why can't that happen? Russ is not a prolific scorer in the NBA. In the NBA, NBA get the today, hell out he of here. Is. No, he's he not. Is. Feel the, the he is not a prolific scorer. How are you a prolific scorer? Shoot fucking 35% from the field. Because he's been higher this year. He ain't hit. This year, he won 35%. This year he was shooting the best he ever shot from the field. Cause he taking all his shots in the paint. Russ exactly. can't shoot. Exactly, he's a prolific scorer. He gets to the He's not doing that shit in the playoffs. In the playoffs, you call him a scorer. In the playoffs. In the playoffs. In the playoffs. Cause Giannis is seven feet fucking tall. You seen Russ score forty in the playoffs? Giannis is seven feet tall. You seen Russell Westbrook score forty points in the playoffs? Before. Seven feet tall, six foot four. Eric, did he not just ignore everything? You you seen <laughs> you seen Russell Westbrook score forty points in the playoffs before? Am I wrong? Yes or no? How many years ago? Two years ago. That's two years ago. I what? That's I, two years ago. I'm sure he had a thirty point game last year with a bad hand. I don't want to hear that. We talking about this year now coming back. You talking about they going out, go they going to score eighty points in the game? Yeah, they can. No, G. No, it's not happening in the playoffs, G. It's not happening in the playoffs. That means they gonna have to be at Braun and Kyrie levels to no. No, Braun and Kyrie caught lightning in the bottle. First of all, you talking about two MVPs? Why can't they do that? Former MVPs, G. Russ and won the MVP three, four years ago. Stop so this. This is an elite player. Three, four years ago. You can't name 10 players better, better, better than both of them. And if you can, you'd be hard pressed. Russ, you can? No, you can. You, yes, you, you can. Would, yes, you, you can. Be, yes, you, you can. Be, yes, you, you can. Listen, yes, you can. You would be you would be very hard pressed. You might get to eight, and then the other fold you gonna name, I might I can strongly disagree with. Yes, you can. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You a goddamn Houston Rockets fanboy. You've been a Houston <laughs> Rockets fanboy for the past Eric, three goddamn years. Eric, Stop you, it. Eric, you, you were saying you, they was going to win a championship last year and the year before that. No, I didn't. I did say the year before that. The G. Year before that, I said G. they were going to get swept by the Warriors. In 20, no, stop that. In 2017, 2018, I said they was going to get swept by the Warriors. All right. Last year, Somebody I said Somebody go back, pull up the tape. Somebody yeah, go back, pull up one of them episodes in which he said they could make the finals. They could win championship, G. I think it happened. Last you, year, you've yeah. you been saying it. You've been saying it. Stop it. Two years ago. Now all of a sudden you got revisionist takes now. All of a sudden. Go back and look. Two years ago, I literally remember what I said. Two years ago I said because everything that the Warriors, not the Warriors, the Rockets do could possibly stop working. I think the Warriors win that series in four or five. I was wrong. It went seven. I'm happy I was wrong. It went seven. Last year I said that I thought that they were more equipped to beat the Warriors than what they were. They lost the series. Granted, KD got hurt, which also switched the game. I actually think, I still think KD got hurt probably actually helped them win that series because they switched the game plan with 14 minutes left in the game and then basically reverted back to the staff that they played four years ago, which is probably actually harder to guard. But you had the MVP, had though. What was KD. up with the MVP? What was up with the guy to form MVP? They lost the series. He had, oh, a, okay. Okay. He had a terrible okay. game. Oh, series. okay. But you expect this guy, this guy, to give you 40 in a couple nights in the playoff series yeah. and Russ to give you 42 and for the rest of the team to score 30. Yeah, that can happen. Man, you are, man, you are, you are, look, 
Look, Eric, you didn't say some shit, but that's how, some Eric, shit. Eric, how wild do you do you think it is for me to say that? Yo, they could possibly put up eighty points in the game once, maybe. Yeah, one I, game, I, cool. I mean, yeah, but for a series, in a series, no. I didn't I, say the whole series. When I was see, you said two games, G. If they, if they come back and they playing five game series, two games is damn. What you mean? That's two wins. I mean, I don't know about the five get the first round, but yeah, they can get you that like second yeah, round. Yeah, maybe, man, maybe, I, maybe I the first a, round. Can't I got a bridge in Denver to sell you. I think they could do that because right. again, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think you've ever seen number one a team. I don't think you've ever seen a team fully commit to Russell Westbrook's success like the Rockets have this year. I agree with that. I can see that. There's a thing I'd say about that. The the reason why I wouldn't pick Harden to be they the got him a whole Paul George. They going to like teams are going to like double Harden like before they did that. So I mean, I could see Russ dropping like 35 a game in the first round uh, because like Harden might be like double teamed once he crosses half court, and then they'll just have Russ try and like drive to the rim every time because he stops shooting threes, which is good. But uh, I looked it up while you guys were arguing. In the post-All-Star break, which is basically since they traded Capella away, Russ averaged 29 a game on 53% shooting from the field. He only took two and a half threes per game uh, after taking four in the first half of the season. So he averaged 29 per game on 53%. So, I mean, he How many could, games with that? It was only eight games, exactly. 35 minutes a game, which is you know pretty close to his playoff load anyways. But uh, his assists went down to 5.8. But uh, he's going to – I think in the first round, Russ could have, like, a lot of success. And I think Harden would put up, like, you know, the same numbers he's been putting up, which is, like, I don't know, 30-something a game. But I think he, I think Harden's going to get double-teamed. Playoff Harden is not putting up 30. I didn't say his field And they losing. He can't, he can't average 30 and Russ average 30 and they win in the playoffs. It's not going to work like that. Okay. It's not going to work like okay. that. It's not gonna work like that. Like that's some that's some fucking fantasy world shit. No, Dead ass. It is. How? They're gonna take the ball out of one of their hands and they're gonna say, other guy, beat me. Harden. And actually, I kind of wanna take the ball out of Russ's hand and say, Harden, beat me. Russ, okay. Russ, that's cool. Harden, beat me, please. Then, I need okay, to see cool. it. Cause I ain't seen it for the past however many years. And then Harden Ever. Be 40. And you lose. Gee, they've made the conference finals at least two out of the last three. LeBron years. James was not healthy last year. Stop it. They wouldn't have made it if LeBron was healthy last year. I disagree with that. Now, LeBron would have slapped the shit out of James Harden before he went home packing that. to that Houston Rockets team. I Small game that. James. I call James Harden that for a reason. I disagree with that. He got that nickname for a reason. Yeah, I disagree with that. But switch 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 Eric, what do you what do you think about the Nuggets' chances in the um, playoffs? And also, what do you what do you what do you think about the future of the Nuggets? I think the Nuggets are a very interesting team. Um, personally, I, I just want to preface this. I think the key to the Nuggets is Michael Porter Jr. Um, I think that they need to. I think he's just what they're missing. I think that that they don't really have a dominant wing scorer. I think everybody is probably as far as like offensive option playing one spot too far up. I think they kind of use like Jamal Murray, Jokic, just like they 1A, 1B. I think that those guys should both be slotted down to two or three. And I think that Michael Porter is really like the one thing that they're missing. I think that would be like adding a version of prime Carmelo Anthony, but with better defense to this team. Um, but what do you think about, you know, the, the Nuggets chances this year, but more so, you know, in the future and, 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 and um, you know, um, what this team could possibly do? Yeah, I mean, the Nuggets' chances are directly tied to what we were just talking about. If they face the Rockets in the first round, I mean, I mean, I don't know how that matchup goes up. Because, you know, you mentioned that AD is not one of those guys that will, like, will punish you for guarding him small. But 
Jokic is kind of is kind of a guy that will punish you for guarding him small. I mean, he, he's got post moves. He's he's big and, and uh, that's the a thing, big boy. When I saw a, him in person, literally, <laughs> I was like, "Yo, he really is fat." But he, I, it worked. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, right. he's he's slimmed down too. But uh, listen, he uses that size well in the post. But the other thing about Jokic that makes him, I think, more dangerous than AD against the Rockets is that you know if the Rockets were to double team him, you know. He's the best passing big man, I think, of all time. Whereas AD is, you know, he can make a basic pass, but he's not going to make the passes that Jokic will make. But, um, you know, the other the other side of it is who, who the hell guards Russ and James in that series uh, for the Nuggets. I mean, they've got Gary Harris, who I think had, you know, probably the best defensive season of his career. They got guys like Torrey Craig, who's a good defender. Craig, but, you know, his offense could, you know, could limit them. But, um, you know, for the future, I, I think that, the two keys are Michael Porter Jr. If he can stay healthy and, and continue to kind of round out his game, and I think Jamal Murray is still is still one of those guys you have to mention as a key because he has that max extension, which is going to take up a lot of their salary cap. But he, you know, he he has to continue to improve as a passer, as a shooter, um, and just an overall floor general. I mean, he's you know he's got that's a, 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 not to cut you off, but that's a lot for a guy that you just gave. That's a lot he got to improve on for. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, continue. But that's a lot for a guy you just gave a max contract. No, you are totally right. You're totally as right. Honest, as honest as you can be. How do you feel about Jamal Murray's contract? I, I mean, I think it's a it's a concern. I mean, I think that I think there's he's shown reasons to believe in him to give him that contract, right? The age, he's had a lot of big clutch shots, you know, over the past two years, which means that he's not afraid of the moment. Like even last year in the Spurs. Game seven, he hit like a, a clutch shot in the final minute. Like he's got that clutch gene, which I think is pretty big for the playoffs. But it's it's that kind of game to game consistency that you know you haven't really gotten at like a max contract level yet from him. Which is you know point guards develop pretty late usually. You know he's still he's in his fourth year, but I think he's still only twenty two. So you know maybe next year he takes a, a big leap. But um, I think you know he's lucky. He's got Jokic as like the, you know as a playmaker for the offense. Um, yeah, I think he's got good supporting talent around him. Porter Jr., Barton, Gary Harris, Paul Millsap. Like, there's plenty of guys that can kind of take attention away from Jamal. But, you know, if you're projecting forward, you know, Paul Millsap is probably not going to be a key piece on, you know, the, the next great conference finals Nuggets team because he's already 35, I think. And that's where the eyes go more on Jamal. And like I said, there's stuff where, you know, you see it some nights like, oh, my God, this guy is going to be, you know, a top five, top 10 point guard in the future. And there's other nights where you wonder, you know, how that contract is going to look two years from now, basically. Um, in my opinion, with, with Jamal Murray, I don't think he's ever going to be worth one hundred and seventy million dollars to anybody else. But I think for the Nuggets, they couldn't lose him. Yeah, I don't think if you Denver, like you can't take the risk of like somebody, let's say, coming in and some let's say some team does, let's say the. I don't know, some bad team who just got the money to spend when, hey, we want to give Jamal Murray $150 million because we got the money to give Jamal Murray $150. We'll let you take 20 shots a game and score 24 points. We'll probably lose, but it'll be entertaining basketball. People might come watch you play. You couldn't take that risk for the Nuggets. You got a young team. You got Jokic, and, and you have something that works right now. Like they winning, They're winning 56 games, 50 games, and we still talking about players' potential. So I think that for the Nuggets, like you had to give him that money, but do I, I didn't think he's worth that money? No, I think he's like a Sam Cassell of this generation, best case scenario with Chauncey Billups of this generation, like those type of guys. Like obviously, maybe I think yeah, best case Chauncey Billups, worst case Sam Cassell, which are all great guys, like great, great. I don't want to pay either of them hundred million dollars though, but they are like you know nice, uh, nice players. But I, I love Sam Cassell as yeah, a person. I yeah, but hilarious I don't think that, guy. 
Yeah, but I don't think that the Nuggets could afford to lose Jamal Murray right now. They they couldn't they 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 they, they just couldn't afford to do that. Yeah, I, I mean it's kind of like with the same thing with MPJ to like a different extent. Like you heard that around the trade deadline that he was untouchable for the Nuggets, and some people were questioning it. And some people were like, "Yeah, that makes sense." But when you get a guy in the draft, I mean, he fell to fourteen. They they only got the fourteenth pick because they lost that uh, that like playing game against the Timberwolves, game eighty two, which would have you know the Timberwolves won and went to the playoffs. But the Nuggets, you know, if the Nuggets had won that game, they wouldn't have pick fourteen, and they might not have gotten Michael Porter. Um, even with the injury risk, like a team in the market that is Denver, it's a small market. You don't get a lot of free agency interest. Like if you have those young guys, you drafted them, you know, you have them under team control, you know, with restricted free agency and stuff like that. Like it's too risky to let, you know, those young guys leave. And then you show up, you know, two years later, they're dominating for some other team. So, you know, I get that it was, it was with Jamal, his extension came up first and, you know, how they play out with the, the Michael Porter situation is probably going to be the next thing over the next like couple of years. I agree. And I mean, even when I look at, because I even went to the um, Nuggets Clippers game, and just Porter, I think he's a solid defender. He can rebound the ball. He has good footwork. He can catch and shoot. I think he can literally score and go get a bucket. I literally think him averaging twenty points is the only thing that's keeping this Nuggets team from hitting that next level, or not even twenty points, but that was that was like eighteen points, but those being like the most important eighteen points of the game. Yeah, I mean, the, keeping from, from like the Nuggets from um, hitting that next level. Yeah, the thing with him is like. You know, if he stays healthy, like that's that's the big thing for him. I mean, I think his game is going to like naturally develop. I mean, he's you know, he's been in basketball his whole life. Like he's got the family of athletes around him. Like he's going to develop his game. He's going to develop his body. It just depends on if he can stay healthy and play 30 minutes a game for 60, 70, 80 games a season. Um, You know, obviously he fell pretty far in the draft. And, you know, you have to think that a lot of that is because of the medical history. So like. He had a couple of injuries this year, nothing with the back. It was like an ankle and, and, and foot injuries. But, you know, you, you really, the only thing you wonder with him, besides, you know, sharpening his game and his skills, is if he can just stay healthy. Because if he can, you know, we saw it was in January, I think, where he got like 20 minutes a game, 25 minutes a game. And he was like, he was like a dominant six man type kind of guy. And if he can continue to grow and, and, you know, stay healthy for that, like, that's huge. But if he can't stay healthy, that could really impact the team's, you know, next five years can i ask a question um um, about that because obviously you mentioned the minutes that he was getting do you think mike malone likes him uh do you think he favors him i feel like he should have been getting more time as the season progressed and i feel like it started to tail off a little bit yeah i mean you're not alone i mean everyone on nuggets twitter was tweeting about that every single game about mpj's minutes but uh, i think uh malone's a defensive a defensive coach so you know the beginning of the year Tory Craig was coming off a pretty good playoffs for the team. And, you know, Michael Porter would, was unknown, basically. And that's why I think Tory Craig got like that kind yeah. of backup small forward role for the beginning. And then um, there's just so like you just have to get Porter out there to get minutes to, to have him develop. So I think that that slowly started. And then once he started having these flashes of like these, you know, incredible rebounding games, you know, this, you know, the incredible ability to get his own shot, something the Nuggets, you know, don't really have, especially at the wing size. Um, that just like had to, that just forced Malone's hand basically into giving him um, his most consistent role, which came like December and January. He got hurt in late January, I think, missed about like two weeks and then like slowly started to come back. Um, when the season got suspended, he, I think said in, in an interview, I can't remember where it was, but he said he wasn't at hundred percent when he returned. So that might've impacted his playing time after that. But I think what, you know, Malone's a defensive guy. He's going to go with the defensive-minded players first. But then, you know, he saw MPJ's talent and ability to get one-on-one buckets and was like, we need this anyways. Let's see what he can do. 
he gave him the chance. He shined for about like a month and a half, then got hurt. And then it was like slowly building his way back. So maybe this break could be really good for Porter. Like if he comes back and like gets back to that level, he was in January, which kind of could change that, that series with the Rockets. Um, how do you feel about Will Barton's future with this team? Will Barton and Jeremy Grant, because I actually think Jeremy Grant is actually very important for the um, Nuggets, but just uh, those two guys. Yeah, uh, Jeremy Jeremy is definitely, I think, the more interesting situation because he has a uh, player option this summer. And like we just said before, like if the cap goes down and like he sees that like no other team could give him a big offer, then he might just pick up the option and be like, okay, I'll hit unrestricted free agency next summer. I think he'll still be like 27 or something. So like, you know, not old. Um or he could, you know, drop that player option and just negotiate like a long-term deal with the Nuggets at like a similar rate just so he secures all that money because, you know, you never know with injuries. But I do agree. I think Jeremy's, you know, a huge part of uh, the Nuggets' future because his ability to, you know, obviously he's a great defensive player. His ability to switch and provide defense on the perimeter and the fact that you got Paul Millsap who's 35 and, you know, Paul Millsap's been good this year, but he's not going to be good, you know, forever. Yeah. Um, and so, how do you feel about Paul Mill? I mean, I personally think, um, um, I personally think looking at Paul Millsap um, and even seeing him in person that he's undersized, and I feel like that in the Nuggets front court, as much as I like Jokic and as dominant as he can be, I don't think Paul Millsap is the is the proper power forward to be playing with him. I think I just I just don't I just don't think that he's as as dynamic as he used to be, and I think him him being more dynamic offensively made him a lot more of a viable threat. Even when you saw him playing with Al Horford, he was always a threat. And now I don't really feel like he's a threat anymore. I just feel like he plays solid defense. He can make a, some shots for you occasionally, but the threat aspect he kind of reminds me of David West after David West kind of started to slow down a little bit and uh, a little bit and a lot of that threat aspect that he had to his game kind of disappeared and he faded off and became much more of a role player i feel like paul Millsap, all of that threat that he had is gone now how do you feel about that yeah it's kind of unfortunate because you wish you could like merge paul's timeline with nicola's timeline where like you got that Millsap from like the hawks days or like late Mm -hmm. jazz days and paired him with like today's nicole Jokic. like Mm -hmm. that would be a wild pairing. I think Paul, you know, was, I think Paul Millsap used to be one of the most underrated players in the league. Like when he was in Atlanta, um, he made, I think four straight all-star teams, but no one ever really talked about him as like, like this guy is a dominant player on both ends of the floor. And, you know, I think now recently, you know, he's, because like you said, he's been more of like a a side role player. He, Mm -hmm. to his credit, he's improved his, his three point shooting. I think this year he shot over 40% from three, which is pretty big, but um, you know, his whole, his whole thing in the regular season is managing like his load. Like they did, they did load management for him. They limit his minutes. If you see him in the playoffs and he's getting 30 to 35 minutes a game, like you might see some, maybe you won't see it in the box score, but like, if you watch the game, you'll notice that he's out there like that. He's that kind of guy, um, almost like Jeremy Grant in a sense. So I think that, you know, those two guys, you know, they didn't have Jeremy Grant last year and they lost in game seven of the second round. Like if they have Jeremy Grant, they, they probably make the conference finals last year. So having those two. Yeah, I agree. They definitely would have beat. I mean, they definitely would have beat the Blazers. I, I think that, yeah. that I think he was one of those. I think kind of like the Blazers miss Alpha Rukaminu, They were missing him last year. Yeah, yeah, I think I, yeah, I think that's a perfect comparison. Um, you, know, you still got like guys like Mason Plumlee, Monte Morris, like off the bench, like they've got a lot of depth. They've got you know, a star in, in Nikola Jokic, they've got a good supporting cast, but 
you know, how that would play out in the playoffs, we haven't seen. Um, obviously, don't have Malik Beasley, so they're losing a lot of shooting right there. And they don't have many shooters on the roster as is, even though they, you know, you, you, think, you think of the Nuggets as like an offensive-oriented team, but they don't have much shooting. Um, they don't play at a fast pace. I think they were dead last in yeah, pace this season. Yeah. That's also why the Rockets series would be interesting because it's like literally two different and different. I don't know what I don't I literally have it could it, it could be the best series ever. Somebody could get swept. So I have zero idea what happened <laughs> when they play. Either team could win. I have no idea what would happen. No, I think that would be the most intriguing first round matchup if we just like return to playoffs in July or something. Like I yeah, like you said, I've I have no idea what could happen. Like you have ideas of what like how the teams would play, but like you haven't no seen it, like yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty, I think, like for the Nuggets, you know, like in this playoffs, if it happens and then moving forward, like they've got the youth, they've got, you know, decent amount of draft picks over the next couple of years. But, you know, there are like there are big question marks, I think, that haven't been answered yet. Yeah. My question to you about with the question marks is how much of a how much of a longer window do you give the current construction of this roster to essentially compete for a title before you move on from certain pieces and try to get new pieces. Yeah, that's, that's meaning, a meaning, meaning Paul Millsap, meaning randomly if somebody would take Jamal Murray or Gary Harris, obviously I think Jokic and Porter are the only two. Probably. Yeah. 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 But I think, I think Jokic and um, I think Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. are untouchable personally. I personally think they're untouchable, but everybody else, I mean, touch them. I don't care. You I mean, if you want to, if you want to grab them or, you know, I think, if they don't at least get to the conference finals this year and, and, and are competitive in the conference finals this year, depending upon how the revenue situation is going, I might actually make some moves over the summertime. And even if we have to take a small step back next year to get Michael Porter Jr. more time, um, you know, more physical time on the floor and trade a couple guys away, I'm fine with that because I don't think that if they can't get far this year, I don't think them coming back next year and trying to retool with essentially a similar team because because of their contract situation is going to allow them to be able to be contenders. So I think really if if the season does return, this is a make or break year I think for this current construction of this of this Nuggets team or I think they'll treat it like um you know the Hawks did where they slowly were trying to sell off a couple of the pieces, keep a few of them to see what was left and then eventually once they saw nothing happen, then obviously they got rid of everybody, but I think that the I think that the Nuggets can slowly get rid of a couple pieces and bring in new guys to if this doesn't work what do you think yeah i mean that was one of the weirdest the funniest things about this season was you know a lot of the time you heard uh malone talk about how difficult it is for a rookie to get playing time on like a western conference contender but then you realize that like all the top players on the nuggets are like super young and it was Mm -hmm. like they're trying to be they're trying to act like a contender but they haven't really reached that status yet but yet they're all still like 25 and under besides like Millsap and Plumlee, basically um it was like that weird dynamic where he was like justifying, you know, how difficult it is for Porter to play, but also the fact that they were talking like they were like this like really veteran team where all their top guys are 28, whatever, 29. And that, that wasn't the case. And the other thing is that, you know, Millsap, Grant, Plumley, Craig, um, all those guys right off the top of my head are free agents or can be free agents mm-hmm. this summer. So there's a there is a room like Gary Harris you know was there was trade rumors about Gary Harris you know in February that didn't happen obviously but like there is definitely a way that they come back next season with a, with a 
a pretty different roster where like five of their, you know, 15 guys are, are, are completely different. Or there's a way where they bring back Millsap on a, on a cheap deal so he can like spend his final years in Denver and retire. Um, you know, maybe they let Plumlee go if another team values him more. Um, they, you know, Torrey Craig, I don't know what kind of market he'd have in free agency as like a defensive minded wing. Um, and Grant, you know, we just talked about he might just pick up his player option. So like, I think there's a way where, they either kind of retool with like five, a couple different new guys next next season, or there's a way they come back with like almost the same team, maybe losing a piece or two there and just like force Porter into a role, mm-hmm. even with the current team. Maybe he gets backup minutes at the three, backup minutes at the four, like just that way to give him 20, 25 minutes a game next year. So it's really, you know, I think there is a lot that could be decided by the playoffs. Maybe there's a lot by, hey, maybe the Wizards call in the summer and say Bradley Bill, you know, we, we might yeah. move. In that case, you know, you have to think about moves like that. What do, what are you going to yeah, give up? I would trade I would trade Murray away. You could take Murray and Gary Harris. Yeah, so I mean like we don't know like the whole Well, actually you actually I actually if you're them cuz they have John Wall and he's coming back. I guess you wouldn't need Jamal Murray, but I mean I mean Gary Harris, Torrey Craig in a sign and trade and who Boy, else you not want? Enough. Boy, that's not enough. And yeah, you want, I mean, you well, pick that's two? not enough. For Bradley Beal? They're going to ask for Michael That's Porter. more than enough for Bradley. You're not getting Michael Porter for Bradley Beal, though. Then I'm, then I'm straight. Then I'm cool, then. I'm keeping Michael yeah. Porter. I'm, he's, like, if I'm them, Michael Porter is my roulette uh, wheel. And I can, if we, you know, do it right, maybe we can hit on red or, or black, whatever we betting on, but I'm betting on Michael Porter. I am. I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm betting on him that he's going to be of some value. I think what the, the little bit that I saw of him last year on television was amazing but i also saw this man play in person and he looked really really good in person he's a lot taller than you expect he's got a slender body but he's not like katie katie looks like me skinny a little a little emaciated look kind of michael porter jr has some muscle it's not like he's muscular but he has definition to his body like katie looks like he got up and walked on the court and started playing like a random guy that was just tall Michael Porter Jr. looks like an athlete, an NBA athlete. Um, so I, I'm not getting rid of him. I'm really not. I'm going to bet on him, and hopefully Jokic don't get fatter, and we can, you know, try to make a, a run at it in three, four years, or the, or two years, or whatever, when he gets ready. But I'm not going to trade him away for Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal's value is as high as Brandon Ingram's value is to me. And I don't think that their value is that high, especially considering what they're going to command on the market in terms of salary in this climate. If none, if none of this happened, coronavirus, China, whatever, yes, he's worth the money. But now that you got to actually think about the dollars that you spend, I don't know if Bradley Beal is worth that much to me. I really don't believe that he's worth that much. I'm sorry. I, I just don't. I, don't. I don't think he's worth a top tier prospect. I think he's worth a couple middle of the road guys, a solid contract, and and if you want a couple draft picks, you can take a couple draft picks. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, but the thing about it is what his like his like averages are gonna get you a prospect. Anytime you average thirty points, you can ask for a prospect, probably a draft pick and a bad contract, and you'll probably get it. And if any team isn't gonna give you that, you probably don't have to do a deal with him. Like he averaged thirty, bro. Yeah, but it's but so what? Trey Young is averaging thirty. James Harden's averaging wanna, thirty. Yeah, Giannis is averaging thirty. Yeah, and AD is damn average. Everybody's averaging thirty nowadays. Yeah, but listen, if you want to trade any of those guys, you're getting a top prospect, a high draft pick, and probably a bad contract because you have to take it. Yeah, but he's not on that level with I those guys. What you're saying, but he's going. It's to a reason why he's not. It's a reason why he's not an all star. 
He's gonna be all NBA though. It's a re- no, no, he's not. Yes, he no, he's yes, not. He no, he's not. No, he's not. What team? What all NBA team? Bradley Beal making? Third. You're lying. No, he is yes, not. He is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Watch. No, he's Watch. not. Watch. No, he is not. Watch. You saying he one of the best fifteen players in the NBA? He's gonna be all NBA thirteen this year. is an argument for it. Yeah, he No, he's not. How? What? John ja Morant gonna make it before he make it? He's not relaxed. Yes, he is. He took his team to the playoffs. You what? No, no, you're lying. You root for guys with numbers and not guys that win. That's the biggest problem we've had since we fucking started this show. The fuck out of here. That's weak as fuck. Kimber Walker last year made it over Clay Thompson. He is going to make And guess what? That shit was egregious. It was. It was. It was. Who Kimber defending night in, night out? Nobody. He deserved it. He a turnstile. It was egregious. He deserved it. He deserved it. Bradley Beal is not making it. You're ridiculous. Trey Young is going to make it before Bradley Beal make it. You out of your mind. How how are you not an all-star? How are you literally not an all-star, but you're going to make the all-NBA team? Harden was an all-star and didn't make all-NBA. You can do it. That's not what the fuck I just asked you. I just asked you, how are you not an all-star, but you all-NBA? I got you. Dikembe Mutombo, 2002. Wasn't an all-star, made all-NBA. Third team. We know why he made all-NBA. He made all-NBA because his goddamn defense. Okay, Bradley Bill going to make it because his offense. He averaged 30. No, he is not. He, he, watch. How much you want to bet on it? I bet, I bet $50 on it. Let's bet $50 on it. If they make an all-NBA third team. Actually, I bet $100 he don't make all-NBA third team. Let's do it. Cash. I'm going to cash app you that shit. Fuck out of here. He ain't making no fucking All-NBA third team. How the fuck you gonna be an All-NBA third team and you ain't no goddamn All-Star? I just told you. We'll Devin Booker gonna be All-NBA before he fucking All-NBA. What's wrong with you? I don't know about that. It's the stupidest you look, you got you had two wild ass takes today. What? I told you, the Mutombo, 02. You name it defensive guys. You only name it that he averaged 30. It's a ton of guys averaging over 25. Not 30, G. Not that many people average. So what? He wasn't an All-Star! Jeez. How does that make sense? I'm telling you how. Eric, does that make sense to you? He's not an all-star, but he's all-NBA? And he's not a defensive player? How? I mean, and probably he's going to come down to Trey and, and uh, Westbrook and, and Beal and uh, any, what other guards am I thinking of? Trey. I think Russ going to make second team, though. Uh, I don't know. Kyrie was hurt. You really oh, I forgot about Kyrie. Kyrie. Kyrie was hurt. Steph was hurt. You really, you really don't got Damon. Russ might make first team. No, I think Damon. I think Damon Harden will be first. No, 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 no. Dame gonna make it. Kimba Walker gonna make it before Bradley Beal. I don't know about that, bro. I don't know about that, bro. I don't know about the first team gonna be probably Luca and maybe I want to say Harden. I personally think it should be Luca and either Dame or Russ, but it's probably gonna be Luca and Harden. The second team it come down to Russ and probably Dame. Then third team he might make third team. He could. They might give it a Trey Young. Yeah, but who? Yeah, but who the other slot? Uh, do they count Ben Simmons as a guard? He might get it. Booker, Possibly. yeah, maybe Booker. I guess. Uh, I mean, I, Booker, maybe Ben Simmons, Trey, maybe Kemba, maybe Kemba. You just let anything come out your mouth. He might. We ha- know right he's. Now. He might. But he making up Ben Simmons. He might. I, yeah, I just said Ben Simmons. Yeah, if they count him as a guard, he'll probably make it. He is a guard. He's listed at guard. He might. He <laughs> might dead ass make it over Ben Simmons. I want my hundred dollars. He might make it over Ben G. He averaged. I know. Years. I want my hundred dollars. Okay. Cash. Okay. 
in five twenties. Okay, That's how I want it when you pay it out to me because you. you're out of your damn mind. You might make it. Kimball Walker, Ben Simmons, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Dame Lillard. Those guys, that's five. Who else are we missing? Trey Young, Devin Booker, all stars. They're all stars. They are all stars. Don't mean that they're going to make it over him. All right, man. You out of your, you, you, like, that's the most booger sugar take you ever had in your life. Literally, bro, all star, especially starter, just about who's the most famous players. Gee, all NBA is about who the best players. He ain't one of the 15 best players in the league. Average 30, bro, and that many people average 30. It's a legit debate. He averaged 30. It's not a debate. He's not better than none of those guys. Probably maybe 100 people, 100 to 150 people in the history of basketball who average 30 points. And Luca and and Luca listed that point guard. How the hell he making all NBA? I said that Luca was. I, I said first team is probably gonna be Luca and probably Harden. Second team Russ and I think Dane. Then third team it probably comes down to. Uh, what about CP three? CP three is gonna make thirteen. So how the hell Bradley Bill making okay. uh, making thirteen? Okay, you might as well you might as well cash out me that hundred dollars right now. He might not make it. He you might, might as well send me that hundred dollars right now. I'll probably say C- 13, CP3. The hell wrong but with yeah. you. But no, yeah, 13 between CP3 and then everybody else we say. Shay Gilgis Alexander is better than Bradley Bill this no, year. Yes, he has no, been. Yes, he has been. No, he and he contributes to winning. He no, the he go-to scorer for that team. No, not has. Yes, he is. No, he has not been better. Yes, he is. Chris Paul, the leader, he the go-to scorer. He is a go-to score, but he is not Bradley. Bradley Beal ain't better than that, man. Stop it. Stop it. It's like eight people in front of Bad. I'm sorry, Bradley Beal. Call that man Bagley Beal. Really not, bro. Call that man Bagley Beal. Take that opinion, bag that shit up, and shoot that shit in the trash can. For that. And scream Kobe when you do. For that last spot, it's between Simmons, Booker, I think Trey, and then maybe Kimber. And if you pick Bradley out of them, all of them, I'm not mad. He did average like what, 35 or 5 or something like that? Hey, when that when, when the Clippers tweet, when the Clippers tweet out that uh, uh uh that NBA press memo that says all NBA teams Kawhi Leonard name first all NBA team and they list all the all NBA team I'm gonna send you a screenshot and I want my deposit because you are yeah. wild. Bradley Bill is at thirty points, uh, six assists, four rebounds, and a steal. If he make all NBA, I wouldn't. Not an All Star. You are tripping. Tripping, tripping. You tripping, tripping. That's 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 a hot take. That right there, that's yeah, a real hot take. Before, it is. Before, it's you, happened before. Only, but you can only name defensive guys, though, that it's had, it it happened matter. with. So you're saying that defense ain't important? You can't make the all-star team for defense? And I just gave you one example. I'm pretty sure if I went through history. Gee, did, was Rudy Gobert not crying a year ago because he was defensive player of the year and didn't make the all-star team? He made it this year, didn't You he? just told me all-star team is about the fans, right? Year, no, 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 no. Did you he just say, oh, no, 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 I'm asking you a question. You yes. just told me the all-star team is about the fans, right? He ma- yes. And did he make it this year? Go yeah. Back. Okay, then. So what are we talking about? Did, did Bradley Bill? Did Bradley Bill? Did Bradley Bill? He did not. Did Bradley Bill? Stop it. did not. What's wrong with you? He did not. Oh, what? He did not. What? He's not he top 15 in the league. He's second in the league in scoring, bro. Rudy is arguably, and even Dikembe, I'm sure, was arguably the best defender in the league. Don't nobody tune into the All-Star game to watch defense? Okay. But if you talk about the best 15 players in the league, the to the All-Star yeah, game. The All-Star to be about the best however many players in the league. No, it, 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 Gee, it, it was. He didn't make it. Who? Bradley Beal. That's fucked up. But he might make All-NBA. Because, again, All-Star team is also about who votes for people. It should be about the best 15 players. The best, the best what is it, 20, 
24 players, I mean. Yeah, 20, look, 20, look, 24 players. Look, if somebody vote, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If somebody votes Bradley Beal into the All-NBA, they need to remove that man's vote and not He's let that man vote no more. He's going to get a solid amount of All-NBA votes. He, he better not. He better NBA. not. How? When you only won 17 goddamn games. I have many games they won. That, that shit. don't necessarily yeah, impact yeah, you all Shit. Shit. Anyways, let's go ahead. Last topic of the show. Um, let's go ahead. I, uh, I saw Bleacher Report had the whole timeline going crazy with that with them that trash list they dropped where they basically they had a player uh uh you know kind of their own lineups for every single decade. I only want to do three decades. I do want to do the 90s because I feel like we all might have different answers for the 90s. No, we're not. Um, I disagree. I don't know about that. I think we all might have different answers for the 90s. And so I want to do 90s, 2000s, 2010s. Who are your um, um, all-time lineups of the 90s, the 2000s, and 2010s? Let's go ahead. Let's start with the 90s. Eric, I'm going to let you go first. Okay. Um, 90s. We're doing a, are we building a lineup? That we're trying to compete, or are we just put in the best player? Like, are we just uh, doing? I mean, it's up. To, um, well, well, I would say I think their list was more like an all-time list, or like who they would start out of the best players. Um, or it's so not like we're trying to like. Uh, I would say I'll say it this way: when I made my list, I used the best players, but I used the best players by by guard, forward, and center rather than like. Um, rather than essentially like taking who I thought were the best five players in that decade. If that makes sense, like I'm okay. not, you know yeah. what I mean. So like, yeah. so so I'll, so I'll name mine. So my '90s lineup is: I got Peyton at the point guard, I got Jordan at the two, Pip at the three, Robin at the four, and I got Shaq at the five. And if you want to argue Grant Hill, I'm not mad at it. Pre-injury, pre-injury Grant Hill, because Grant Hill was cold as fuck. Yeah, I mean, you can't really argue with most of those spots. I want to. I want to show some love to Hakeem Olajuwon. Okay. I mean, I know he was kind of past his prime towards the end of the '90s, and Shaq kind of dominated once he got, you know, '95 and on. But I mean, you look at the numbers that he put up, and you know, the, the, obviously the two back-to-back championships dominated Robinson in the playoffs in '94 and '95. Um, obviously, you know, took out Patrick Ewing. Or no, it's the reverse. Um, I mean. I don't know. He was just. I think. I think Olajuwon is like one of the most underrated players. I, I saw ESPN did their like top seventy-four guys uh, today, and I think he was like twentieth of all time, like of the top seventy-four NBA players. Um, I think he was like twentieth or maybe twenty-fifth or something. I think mm-hmm. he's better than that. I mean, yeah, I, I think he's like, top. I think top fifteen. Yeah, like I. Th- I think he's. I mean, I, th- I know he's. He's one of the best defensive players of all time. But like, I think that his supporting cast in the nineties, especially those, you know, a lot of those teams in the early nineties, like he didn't have anyone around him. They finally got some decent guys around him in the mid nineties, and he won two championships. Even though he was past his prime, I mean, not past his prime, but like in his thirties. So I don't know. I mean, Shaq versus Olajuwon, I think is a, is a pretty good conversation. I'm a Shaq uh, fan, so I'm going always to Shaq over Hakeem, just because I'm yeah. a Shaq fan. I mean, Shaq, Shaq at his best is probably the most dominant, you know, offensive player in terms of like you could just not, you can't stop him. You can't stop yeah. him. Like, and actually, the funny thing is, I'm a non-Lakers Shaq fan, though. I don't like, like, I like Shaq, but I don't like none of the time when he was playing with the Lakers. Yeah. Not like pre-3P Shaq. Yeah. I like, um, I like Magic Shaq, and I like post-Lakers Shaq. Other than that, I don't like Lakers Shaq. Yeah. I like pre-3P Lakers Shaq. So, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, so, I mean, Elijah, I, I don't know, man. I'm trying to debate the Elajuan versus Shaq. I'm going to put Elajuan. You know, just be different. we got to show some love to Akeem. Um, you know, I agree with Jordan. I agree with Pippen. I, you know, point guard, 
Peyton is a good one. Um, Stockton's another good one. Um, just for like the longevity and, and the dominance that he had. Um, you know, I think I think Charles Barkley, you know, Rodman oh, versus Barkley is a good Chuck. one. Damn, I forgot about Chuck. I yeah, forgot I mean, about Chuck, but I got enough people to take shots on my team. I need a defender. That's so true. That's why I yeah. Take Rodman. So like, yeah, if you're building a yeah, if you're building like a cohesive like starting five, you probably don't want you probably don't want Chuck in that one. But uh, you know, if if I put Chuck next to Akeem, that's a, that's a, you know, you get the defense in Akeem, no, yeah, and then no, you got Chuck doing, doing that offensive load. So I might go with Stockton, MJ. Pippen, Chuck, and Olajuwon, I think. All right, Pavi, who you got for the 90s? I'm going to go with – I'm going to be a little bit different than you guys. I'm going to actually go with uh, Penny Hardaway at guard. Mm, I like like uh, that. Michael Jordan. I'm not going to go differently with Michael Jordan. I'm going to go with Michael (laughs) Jordan. Um, I'm going to go with Grant Hill. I'm going to go with Rodman. And I'm going to go with Mutombo at the five. Hmm. Really? I'm gonna go with okay. five. I think he's what three time defense player. But I feel you. Nah, he's a three time defense player of the year in the yeah, three time defense player of the other of the um year in the nineties. I'm going with um Mutombo. I think we had the best defensive lineup, and if we need to score, we got guys who can score. We got Jordan and we got uh Hardaway. How you gonna score on us? That's a pretty good case. Can't I can't argue with that. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. So let's go ahead, let's move on and let's talk about the two thousands. Who's your all lineup of the two thousands, Eric? Um, all right, so I got Kobe. Um, I'll put Kobe in there. I'm gonna put. You see, Shaq also had a dominant 2002. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Duncan. Well, it depends. Actually, I'm gonna do Duncan at the four and Shaq at the five. I think that's. Yeah. I think that they played. Yeah. Duncan played enough power for it. Okay. Point guard. Uh, I'll do LeBron at that the three. Point guard. Um, you know, I'm thinking. You know, Nash, CP3. AI. Uh, I want some ball. I, you know, I want one of. I want. I want Nash. I think. I think Nash's space. I think Paul. You know, CP3. I might. You know, you can maybe pick him for the 2010s. I think Nash. You know, he had two MVPs. Obviously. You know, the, obviously, I don't think they were both particularly warranted. But I do. Really? Steve, yes, I'm a Steve Nash actor. Dude, I'm a big Nash fan. You know, the, the seven I'm seconds for Lost Suns, those are my teams. But I don't think Shaq deserved it. Shaq was only averaging 20 and 10. It wasn't the like it was some crazy Shaq, Shaq year. Shaq is wild for even thinking that he deserved it. <laughs> the first I mean, one, the second one, the second one, I think Kobe should have won it. The first one, it was Steve Nash award, hands down. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Nash. I'll do, so what is it? Nash, Kobe, LeBron, Duncan, Shaq. Yep, I got the same lineup. I actually, I literally wrote down the same lineup, so I like your picks. I kind of feel bad for not having mentioned Dirk, but I'll, I'll mention Dirk as an honorable mention. I mean, Dirk is honorable mention, but he ain't Tim Duncan, and he ain't Shaq, and he ain't LeBron. Yeah. And he ain't KD. I mean, although, yeah. although, although 2000s KD, I mean, give me 2010s KD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, Pavi, go ahead. As y'all going with what y'all going with, give me CP3. Ew. Give, give We're me, losing uh, it. We're losing that game. I mean, y'all losing that game. <laughs> give me um, CP3. Then give me uh shit D Wade. Give me D Wade. Um give me You just wanna be a contrarian? Uh, yeah. Y'all picked everybody. I want to pick the same people so y'all picked. Who the best lineup? You don't pick Kobe in the two thousands? I love D Wade, my favorite player of all time, but hell no. Okay, give me CP three, give me Kobe Bryant, give me LeBron James, get then at the four, give me at the four. Yeah, give me Tim Duncan, give me Shaq. No, actually, no. Give me KG and give me Ooh. Duncan. 
Okay, I'm not mad at that. That's not a bad. Yeah. That's, that's not a bad pick. I'm not mad at that. I think but, KG's underrated. Is he under? I I think he's only underrated because he did it to himself. Because he played <laughs> too long, and now people are gonna look at his stats and be like, "Oh, he averaged 15 That's true. and I'm had to slap those, the shit out of my kid." Those Timberwolves years, like they didn't give any, they didn't put anything around him. Like anything, I mean, he get the conference finals in 04, He was dominant, and they had Cassell and you know a couple guys. But like most of the time in Minnesota, he was he was just standing around doing you know what, you know what the hell's going on around me. Like he definitely did the best of what he could. Yeah, he would have had to play literally perfect, and I mean legitimately. Well, they would. They as a team would have had to play perfect, literally perfect, for them to win a lot of them series. And then Latrell Street, then Latrell Freewell said, "What twenty million dollars can't feed my family?" Yeah. And it was hey, over. It was over. Give me twenty million dollars. Give me twenty million dollars. We eating. We eating a lot. But all right, twenty tens. Who's your lineup, Eric? Who you got? All right, twenty tens. Do I have to pick big men now? Because like, whoever you want to. <laughs> Because big men aren't a thing anymore. Pick whoever you want to. All right. I'm going to pick, let's see, Curry, uh, Harden, LeBron, obviously, KD, and my fifth slot. Uh, um, I'm going to go with Kawhi, I think. I'm going to go with Kawhi. So what do I have? Curry, Harden, LeBron, KD, and Kawhi. All right. I'm not mad at that. Give me – D Rose, give me Harden, give me uh, at the three. Obviously, give me LeBron at the three. Give me Kawhi, and then give me Anthony Davis. Hmm. All right, for me, give me Steph Curry, uh, give me D Rose, give me LeBron, give me KD, and give me Giannis. That's my yeah. five. Oh, That's yeah, my five. Me, Giannis got an MVP. Me, Giannis yeah, got an MVP take, in the 2010. So I'm, me, I'm sticking with Giannis. True. That's true. Me, I'm sticking with Giannis over AD. Let me take off AD and put Giannis there. That's yeah. fine with me. Yeah. And that's but, all it is. Giannis is the big man there. There you go. You got a big man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But that was a great show, Eric. Thank you for coming through, chatting basketball with us. Hoops, you got anything else you want to talk about, debate, any hot takes you want to get off? Um. I can't think at the moment. It's been it's been too long off of basketball, man. I just yeah, I just yeah. need the games to come back in in some way. I got to see that Rockets Nuggets series. I I want to see that series. I really do because if Harden get eliminated, ooh, <laughs> oh boy. And it's actually, you know what? I can't wait for the season to finish because I get a hundred dollars at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you guys just made the All NBA selection so much more interesting for me. Yeah, nah, you're going to see it and be like, ah, oh, shit. Nah, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely interested in seeing the Rockets Nuggets because I actually don't know what happened. I actually, like I said, it could, Rockets could get swept. They could sweep them. It could be a five-game series. If they go seven, it could be a seven-game. I have zero idea what's going I don't know what's going to happen. Even the games that they played in the regular season, I don't think any of them were close. I think, like, they all either, like, won. Yeah. Everybody won by, like, 10 to 15 points. When, like, the Rockets lost, they lost. When, they, when the when the Nuggets lost, they lost. So, like, who knows? We'll yeah. see. Yep, but all righty, Eric, go ahead, get your plug in, talk to the people, let them know where they can find you at once again. Thank you for you know, for coming through. I definitely appreciate it. Great conversation. I really enjoyed today's uh, chat. And we got to talk about a team that we don't really get to talk about a lot um, in the Nuggets. So I really enjoyed this episode. Thank you for coming through. Talk to the people. Yeah, thanks for having me. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Spiros NBA, and you'll find uh, my writing at Nuggets.com. Um, so obviously it's Nuggets oriented. But if you're interested in learning more about the Nuggets, there you go, Nuggets.com, or you can follow me on Twitter. All righty, Eric. We definitely uh, appreciate that very much. As always, it's been Hoops and Brews. Like I said, I didn't get brewed today because I drank all of this literally last night. 
So I'm chilling. I'm relaxing. No bruise for me. Pavy's got the wine, obviously. Always follow me on Twitter, Instagram at RealTPJ. That's R-E-E-L-T-P-J. It's a film joke if you don't get it, you damn dummy. And as always, if you're under the age of 21 in America or 18 in Canada, you better be fucking drinking. Don't do it. It's wrong. And as always, please make sure you drink in moderation, Uber, Lyft, whatever. Actually, stay your ass in the house. What you drinking and driving for anyway? It's a goddamn pandemic. You better not be drinking and driving. Anyways, this show co-stars Rap Extraordinaire Pavy. As always, go ahead, get your plug in. As always, guys, follow me on Twitter at Pavy World, P-A-V-Y World, all one word, Pavy.com. New music coming really soon. Yes, sir. Thank you all for tuning in to Hoops and Brews. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and we will continue to monitor the NBA situation. And I won't lie. I just want to give a special shout out to the UFC because I have I've been paying attention to these fights because there's no other sports on. And it's been some vicious ass knockouts like in these past couple of fights. I saw a guy with a gash as big as my finger the other day from an elbow. So go check out UFC if you can, man. There are there is a live sport on. Uh, shout out to the WNBA. I was actually talking to one of my homies and he was telling me that he thinks the WNBA season might be canceled, um, which would suck for those players because I know they were really looking forward to making that revenue. I was really looking forward to seeing Sabrina. So huge shout out to the WNBA players. Hopefully they can come to a resolution and get their season going. But as always, it's been Hoops and Brews. I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for, you know, um, you know, um, you know, joining in. As always, subscribe, like the video, subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash HB. And until next time, we will get up with you all. I appreciate it. Thank you all. Like I just Peace got out. a max. Roll up that's we ballin' to the max. Fresh like I got a contract. Moving through the city, we be going. Yeah, yeah. Roll up that's you pullin' now, you know it. Yeah, yeah. Fresher than a mass contract. Pullin' up, we walkin' then we walkin' in the back. Every time you see me, know I look like Stephen Curry money. Like finals every year, what you expect from me? <laughs> I'm jiggy like I'm Lagerfield Moving like a Revis if I play the field <laughs> I ain't seen a front exit in about six months I don't even know what it looked like You still